know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Believe but, in the apps. Girl's wrong. The app is wrong. Yeah. Right, she didn't try that. Yeah. I've been using Flow for a while. Flow had your right. girl. It does not monitor body wow. changes. Okay. Yeah. That's why I was drinking Hennessy. Mm. And I'm going to leave it at that. That's why I always, always say I wasn't going to talk about my child's father. So I'm going to leave it yeah. I mean, I think that's respectable, but we, we get it since you make a disclaimer, we will not. Yeah, I mean, when I found out, though, like, I was part of me was excited, but a part of me was like, is this even going to work? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I was never one to, like, I, I never wanted to be a baby mother. That part, yeah. Like, I had made it to my 30s. That was like not my thing. Like I, anybody I've ever dated, that has always been a conversation very early on because I grew up in a single parent household until my father, my mother died, and then I lived with my father, my stepfather. Yeah. So that was not. That was never like. Mm-mm. And I guess the up the upbringing kind of like changes things because me, like just being born and raised in Howard County, real sheltered. Like I didn't really like have an idea of like. You know, lose my virginity or like getting pregnant, or this is a, this could happen, a possibility. So I was like totally freaking lost. Like I ruined my whole Christian life. Okay, like, <laughs> my mom's going to kill me. Now I ain't gonna lie. When you said he was pregnant, I said, well, "Yeah, what I exactly." Because mm-hmm. I was heavy in the church, so all I knew was gonna get that backlash. Like my whole pregnancy was kind of like hell, just for it to be like the norm now in twenty twenty two. Like when I got. When I got pregnant, it was like, oh my god, because it wasn't a thing. Like nobody was going off to college and getting pregnant. Right. Like it wasn't a thing. Now it's like, I want to have baby at twenty one, and now it's okay. Right. Okay. Um. But I found out I was pregnant just randomly because I was I was actually trying trying to lose weight, and I was like, why do I keep gaining? Like I already I'm up three hundred pounds. Like I shouldn't be going up. Like so I finally took a pregnancy test just randomly, and I was pregnant. I my immediate thought was like, oh, I'm not. I got we we gotta go to the clinic. I, I can't do this. Like my mom, I can't tell my mom. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't like turn to anybody. So I finally broke down to my mom and she was like, that blood won't be on my hands. You will not. Like it went to the whole Bible and things like that. So then I had to start processing like, oh shoot, like I'm really about to go through this. I was just so depressed for so long. Seeing all my friends like, you know, living in college life and I stayed on campus the whole time. So it was just like so depressing. But um, it definitely matured the hell out of me. I will say that. But I just had, I had no desire to be a mom. And even after the baby, after my daughter came, I had so much postpartum because I was like, well, what am I doing? Yeah. I don't get it. Like everyone, every time someone said baby or anything, I would just break down crying. So my mom was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm I'm step in, I'm gonna help you raise your child. You go back to school and you won't graduate in four years. So I really had a strong little village, but I still didn't know what being a mom was until very recent. <laughs> Not recent, yeah, but it took yeah. a long time to kind of develop. So. See, my experience is different because I was much older when I, you know. Course, I had Mackenzie. I was like 
And I don't think I really fully gave, especially my oldest daughter, my all that I would do now. So that's why, like, when you say, like, oh, Aiden, but it's like, I'm, I'm a whole different mom. You know what I'm saying? I'm a whole different mom with my youngest son mm-hmm. than my oldest daughter because I just I didn't even know who the heck I was when I had her. And now, look at me now. So it's just like... But I don't feel like I'm the same person I was when I, before I had the kids. You know? Hell no. I, I don't know. I just no. think that as you get older. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Like, I definitely had to do some calming down. You know. Oh, no. y'all know. Y'all know how I get. So. <laughs> yeah. y'all, y'all know I could turn it up. So, um, yeah, I've had to calm down a lot. And, you know, I don't have any patience. So she she is like my teacher of patience. It's almost like everything that I didn't have, it was like, God was like, I'm going to give you a baby, make you get all this. Yes. Yes. When I say choose violence daily, the daughters will mature you. Like, I feel like the saying is true, like the daughters mature you and the, the sons, like, love all, like, what you've been avoiding or what you um, have been missing. But my daughters have definitely made me stronger. And like, I mean, it's a whole, you have to turn into a whole other person with the girls. With the son, it's just like, oh my God, like somebody loves me like this. I don't know. Like, it's so cool. <laughs> right? <laughs> Don't scare me because when he gets older, he stops. He's going to be mad. He is. He's going to meet a girl. A girl that's going to, he's going to want to marry. That's fine. I'm a firm believer that God gives you the children you need for whatever you need to to grow. Absolutely. Or cultivate within you. God gives you your children in the exact order that they're supposed to come. And I I wholeheartedly believe that would be Like, for sure. I know. So, for me, I actually got married um, to my high school sweetheart right before. And I never wanted kids. Um, and marriage was nothing of what I thought it was gonna be because I should have got married. First of all, I should have got married yeah. at that age. Um, but neither one of us, even when anyway, yeah, I definitely should have got married at that age. So our decision to have Daniel was actually a conscious choice. Um, but I actually had Daniel because I thought it would fix my marriage. Ooh, um, girl. and mature his father. Don't preach like that. Please. And I did. That was that was because I told you I didn't want a kid before, that's but that's the reason why I I wanted um to have a kid. And when I had him, um, it it broke. It made me want to leave my marriage because it magnified um the issues that we had in the marriage. I just couldn't deal with raising a child and raising a whole another child, man, right? Whole a whole um yeah, a child. Uh, so yeah, that our marriage ended quickly after. I think Dan was one when I chose to leave. Um, and Daniel taught me. Dan was the kid that taught me like really what my strength was because I was I, I didn't leave for so long because I was like I don't want to be that thing. I don't want to be a single black mom. I don't want a failed marriage. None of that. None it's of like that. you get a stamp. It's like mm-hmm. you automatically get a stamp. And y'all, I'm not gonna lie. God rest his soul. I ain't, I don't wish nothing on nobody, but. Kevin Sanders was such a trigger for me. Mm. Being a single woman yeah, with a child and like having a career and making decent money and not needing nobody to really pay for anything. Mm-hmm. But still feeling like, damn, he still put me at the bottom of the barrel because I got one kid. Like, that's crazy. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like, what? What the? What? And it was, yeah. it was, it was, it was hard to read comments of black men amen in that. Right? Like, Black men aiming in that who grew up like that. Because your mother didn't have a husband either, but you all here talking crazy. And it's, it's just, I just couldn't, 
wrap my mind around it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was just kind of like, what the hell? And then it was like, well, if I didn't have a kid, who am I, right? Like, yeah. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're like, okay, well, who would I be, like, you know, without my kid? And to, to go back to your um, comment, like, me and Steve, like, being, like, new in our marriage or in our relationship, I think also having Ari was just like, okay, well, maybe this will, maybe he'll love me more, or, you know, or maybe, you know, our relationship will be better, like, maybe the problems that we're going through is going to be, like, go away, but we have this baby, and that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Like, you still have to work through the same um, issues. So I definitely feel like with Ari, I thought it was going to bring me a new found love yeah. or something in our relationship, and this, the same problems, you know, mm-hmm. still existed. So that that's very yeah. extremely deep. And now I have my second order. I was like trying to prove to myself all the things that I wasn't to my first daughter, and it was driving me crazy. Like I was trying to like be the proving mom to be like, I can do this. I don't need no help. Oh, because all because all y'all doubted me with Ari, like the church or whatever. Like I don't need no help. Like I'm gonna do this as a mom, and I was I feel miserably. It like made me more depressed. I was like, what is going on? So I feel like with my second daughter, I wasn't like giving her the love that I should because. You know, because of who she was, but I was just trying to be like, this is the baby I'm trying to prove myself to everybody to. So at 18, I was like, I don't have to prove that with none of y'all. Like, I didn't been through so much with these two. Like, I know what I'm doing this mm-hmm. So leave me alone. And it was a different type of, a different type of love, I guess, that I've never felt in my life. And I, I, could, I could, because it's, that is, that's so much deeper than nobody would get. And I'm like, yeah, reveal that. <laughs> um, but I needed, I needed Aiden to, um, <laughs> to teach me that this feeling is, you know, attainable and it's out there, and that you know I could be loved this way, not romantically, but it's of course not because it's, it's, it's a whole. Yeah, if, I, if I broke it down, I'd be like, oh, okay, but I can't do that. And in this conversation, but just know it's deeper. I know what it looks like. I know it looks like he's my neighbor, but it's so much deeper. It's so we're gonna have to do that on another episode. Yeah, Aiden, 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 Aiden's a child who healed me. Can we talk about it? Can we talk? Yeah. Ari, Ari, not broke me, but she broke me to a point where I'm just like, oh, okay, this is like real life. Oh, damn, like the weight of the world's on my shoulders. Alea, like, made it real. Like, okay, it's real. And then Aiden, like, healed my heart. I feel that for my youngest, actually, both of them were very um, healing for me in terms of my own childhood wounds, like, parenting them. Definitely. I have a lot of mommy guilt and a lot of mommy trauma. Um, so he just kind of wiped that away and proved to me that I can do this. Like I can be, you know, the mom that I want to be. I don't have to hide behind or constantly remind myself of the mom that I'm not. Um, so it's just it's just a whole new level. A whole new level. You know, the fact <laughs> that your girls trigger you um, is a lot of growth opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, mm-hmm. they are. It took a long time to 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 kind of work on that. It was way worse than it is now. And they don't they don't they don't trigger me. It's just like, damn, like I'm really seeing myself outside of my body. So that so the trigger is not, you know, because they get on my nerves. The trigger is like, oh shit. I'm like looking at myself and I'm like battling the things that I wasn't willing to do. I mean to do. To do. Um so that's why it's just such a a thing for me because That's they are right. like the splitting image of me. The same moves, they think the same, they say the same thing. So I have to parent myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, okay, this yeah, is really blowing me. And then like with my oldest, it's like, okay, I'm trying to get you all the things. I'm trying to make you understand the things that 
my mom was telling me, but it didn't make sense at the time. Now it's making sense that I'm mad because you're not listening. But I was the same way, you know? It's just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <gasps> it's a lot. But, like, who, so, like, my thing is, okay, I feel like I'm a good mom. Like, I do the best that I can. It's just me. I take care of the majority of the responsibility, et cetera. I'm working two jobs. Yeah. All of that things, right? But it's, like, outside of being my daughter's mother, like, I don't really have a life. No. That's you know what I'm hard. saying. It's like, when do I find myself like? Because before my daughter, I had a life. A like plan. I had a plan. I had a life. I had all these things, and I never imagined having to parent a child by myself. So now that I'm doing it by myself, I find myself running out of time to do anything other than be her parent. Right. And but that that bothers me too because like I tell you know dance moms wherever moms I'm talking to is. Like you hear everybody say, well, I'm 100% dedicated to my kids. Kita is not. I mean, I'm 100, I'm 100% <laughs> dedicated to their needs. Yeah. I'll make sure you're taken care of. I got you. But I can't dedicate all of myself mm-hmm. and give up my whole self for what I want to do for my kids. So I'm like, I'm going to do 75% of what you want me to do. Mm-hmm. I'll be there for you. But 25%, I need to be trying to like work on my business. I, I need to be trying to like heal myself. I need to be in therapy. Like I need all these things to do because if I don't do that, then I can't be nobody's mom. You've always been that type of mother, or you had to grow into that. Um, I had to. I had to grow into not even being seventy five percent. Okay, so I kind of okay. started at twenty five percent. Okay, I'm not doing enough. I need to like get more involved. I'm not, I'm not gotcha. doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But now that I'm like super mom, it's just like no, I gotta like really focus on what I want because I still can't carry like hurt and pain. I still can't like be wishing and hoping and waiting on my dreams. Um, just because I'm, you know, a mom, I have to find balance. I never had that before. So, otherwise, I'd just be angry, bitter, and just be like, I'm just here. So, I would really um, tell you to break it up or find balance because you're going to lose yourself. But it's and hard. It's, it's, like, it's not even people to piggyback off of. It's oh, not like, it's, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. my village is small because either everybody's in Jersey or yeah. my father is six hours away. So, it's not mm-hmm. like, oh, he coming to get a Friday, and I got the whole weekend to work on my podcast. Yeah. I got the whole weekend to do this and do that and whatever. It's always like... You definitely need a big support system. I don't whatever. want to be leaking. And you don't want to like keep asking the same people because then you start feeling like, well, I'm going to my kid on them. Yeah. I just don't want my kids to, be, to leave the house, go to college, and I'm sitting here like, who am I? Like, yeah. what do I want to do? Like, what can I do? Like, how am I creative? Oh, let me just dig up some... Let me try to get help now at almost 50 and see reveal myself to me. Like, I don't want to do that. So I want to be in the midst of so we can grow together. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always going to raise my kids, but I also need to, like, make sure that I'm mentally stable to even do so. So. God, I was a lot like you with Daniel um, because I don't have, I didn't have a village at the time. And right. his dad, like, totally went MIA because he didn't, he was, he had it is so hard not to like say the thing divorced. So he disappeared for like the first five years of Dale's life. Um, and it was just literally me and him, right? And I literally like there was no mom to call, there was no dad to call, there was no aunt to call to babysit. Like, well, I call my younger sister sometimes, but I I didn't have a life. I I, I can't even say that. Yeah, like I didn't have a life for that the makes first a huge difference. Six seven years that that Daniel was born, like or. It, I, you know what I did? There were I had one friend, one friend who had a son that was close to our age that became like 
Um, I hung out with her all the time because we could hang out as parents and like do stuff and like have a good time as adults and our kids still all playing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I started like I really had to intentionally start building my tribe around like being like, can you be my support in these areas? Yeah. Because I was chilling with her. Yeah, I was truly blessed. Like my mother, whew, she definitely stepped right on it. She's always been like that. So I I think my village is super strong. I don't know what I would do. If I was doing my own, like, like my dad and him help out, and I, I just don't like to ask them, right? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, that's the one. And, and some of that's uh, some of that's me because I've always been super independent, yeah, and you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> the same thing. I, everybody was like one of the first ones to have my own spot, like I, you know, so it was just kind of like you, mm-hmm. you grew up so fast, yeah. like because my childhood was very, um, yeah. Very adult of, I, like, I had to learn how to, I did a lot of adulting very early mm-hmm. because, you know, in Jersey, my mom was drinking. It was kind of like I had to, like, be a parent, and then it was like I got wished away, ended up in Maryland. Yeah, so basically, I um, I was very independent, and that's something that I struggled with, and I even had to have a conversation with my, my father has even had a conversation with me about, like, you need to get over that, like, Ooh, you know what I mean? Well, like, you, know, you, know, you, know, of, yeah. you know, like, because, like, right now, like, we just got a house, and it's a multi-generational house because I'm paying for everything on my own, so I can't afford to just jump out there. Even though I make really good money, it's still not enough when you pay you always been the type person, like, when it comes to, like, help or somebody, like, you're like, no, I got it, thanks. Like, yeah. No, thank you. No, you know why? Because I don't, I don't ever want to hear... Oh, don't throw it in my face. Like, I don't like that. So mm-hmm. I just don't even put myself in that scenario. So I try not to ask people too much, uh, which ends up me being home when I'm not working. Like, because they watch her on Tuesdays and Thursdays because that's the days I work my other job. And But it's never like, oh, they got her because I'm out and I'm with the happy hour. Like, that's not the case. Yeah, but it's I, like, I a little bit like that too. Nobody's going to come knocking on my door right. in Maryland. <laughs> like, hey, you want to go on a date? So it's like. <laughs> You never know. No, they're not gonna come knocking on the door. I gotta go somewhere. Uh, <laughs> right, you gotta go. That's all. You gotta go somewhere. And not to work, like not on ninety five, and then pull up right. in DC. No. Well, why do we moms do that? Like, I feel like I do that in a, a different angle from you. Like, you know, I don't want to ask somebody for help, or whatever. But why do we choose like internally struggle like that? Like, we could be like, I think that's like a generational. We need help so bad, but we just be like, okay, I'm just gonna struggle through it and just be a whole. Because that's how we were raised, even though, like, it doesn't matter if you came from a two parent household. I have talked to people in both situations, and that is what black women have been been taught from the beginning, and it's passed down. And it's like, okay. I hate depending on someone. When are we gonna be off the struggle bus? God damn it. Right. I don't wanna be on the struggle bus no more. I don't wanna be on the struggle bus. I wanna be able to walk somewhere. Walk in the house and know that my man got it, and I don't have to even. Dudes don't struggle. They be like, I, I need help. Can you? Can you get it? You want? Can you do this? I'm like, yeah, but they can't want you to do a lot of shit. Did you try? <laughs> no, nah, they're not gonna try. You gonna do it? Yeah, but I just and they know it's it's gonna get done better anyway. Like, <laughs> they do it on purpose. I'm convinced of it, but yeah, it's gonna get it's gonna get done better. But I think we just like choose the struggle for no when we don't even have to. Like we be just wrecking our brains, be like falling apart. Behind the scenes, like, I don't know how to get it done. But then on the outside, we're like, we got it together. My issue was control, to be honest. Mm. Like, is that, like, <laughs> under, under, underneath the ball, like, underneath the ball of that, I really had to, like, pinpoint it. Like, I, it, I didn't want to release control. Even in parenting. Oh, even no, in parenting. Like, I do not. 
I was, oh gosh, I could tell y'all stories, man. Um, I'm ready to egg on Yeah, <laughs> I like I even when so that's so Daniel's father when he did come back into the picture. Um, I was super. There were other things going on in his life that led me to like be like, mm, this is not okay. But aside from that, I was still super controlling because my son didn't know him. Like, I mean, yeah, you're his biological father, but you've been gone, right? Like, I don't know the type of parent, like, you're going to be. And I was super, when Dan, when I had Daniel, I definitely was a bubble parent. I was, my kids were going to live in a bubble. People used to make fun of me. I didn't care. I was like, that's okay. He's going to live. He's going to be all right. Because, <laughs> because of the stuff I went through as a child, I was definitely that parent. I was like, well, show my child. But that caused me hyper control, right? Um, and so, so, so many areas. And even like, even if I say like, was not going to turn out like how I wanted, that's control. Like, and I had to even allowing my kid to be do things for himself, right? My my pediatrician had talked to me about that when I got pregnant with my second. But even allowing him to start doing stuff for himself and hold space for him to do something for stuff for himself and pushing him was a control thing. I don't release control. That's, like, why, that's why I was telling y'all um, a few weeks ago, like, my oldest daughter, like, I had to really accept that maybe the things that I want for her are not the things that she wants for herself. But I'm just like, you know, by the way we were raised, like, we were raised to, like, go to school, yeah, like, school get in a whole bunch of that, get in a whole bunch of that, get your degree. So it's like, we have this, like, uniform mindset for our kids. And when it doesn't happen, it's like, oh, my God, I can't, I can't control this. Like, I can't control her. You know, you know, do a great in school. Or I can't control her. You know, wanting to go to HBCU or different colleges, and that is a hard thing to let go because I'm like, you're my child. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm your mother. Like I've done all of this, but, but they don't belong to us. They don't. It's so That's bad. so hard. Don't like, know. People don't like to hear that, but, but like Mackenzie is not mine. Yeah, you know, this is humble. At all. This is humble. Me. I'm like, I did all this to get you to 18 for you to have your own little plan of your life. Like, can it at least be a part of my, like, a little bit of my plan? Like, <laughs> like, you do my plan, like, you figure out yourself in the midst of my plan. It just not work like that. So, you legit are a guide, and that's it. Yeah. You're supposed to let her flourish and do what she does. And you're just supposed to be there to catch her before she smack into the wall. That's hard. it. Yeah. It's so hard, she, but she it's like, her identity, you know, right? But I'm just like, okay. Because it, you, you want them now. to be able to, like, to be able to think on their own. Mm-hmm. Like, the worst thing you can do is have a kid that can't make decisions. Like, oh, that's why, like, people laugh at me. Like, people that, like, mm-hmm. if I brought McKinsey to, to work or if somebody's been on the phone with me from work and they can hear McKinsey in the background, especially when we're going um, quarantine, they'd be like, dang, you be talking like she's 12. And I'm like, because she understands, y'all y'all underestimate little kids, they're not slow. Yeah. And second, because I want her to know how to make a choice. Yeah. Exactly. So, even if she can make the wrong choice, she learned early about decisions. You, y'all don't know how many kids I work with who don't know how to make a decision. Oh, yeah. Oh, my made God. Yeah. Decisions for them their entire fucking life. Yeah. And now at 18, you want them to go out here and be able to make decisions, but yeah. you never gave them the option. Yeah. And I'll have allowed her to make, you know, decisions, but I'm just, the biggest lesson I'm taking away is you, I can't want it more than she does. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? As much as it hurts, and it's kind of like what I'm kind of learning now in my life, like, you know, I had to find myself and find the things that I want. And she kind of has to do the same thing. I mean, I didn't realize when I was this young. <laughs> but I thought I was still be because she got time to bounce back. You don't want yeah. to be thirty and still trying to figure out I'm just like, oh, what she's got going on. But then it's like on the flip side, I'm like, dang, like you, you're, it's really gonna be 
a slap in your face, like when you really get what I'm saying right now, but then I'm like, maybe I shouldn't expect her to really get it at this age. Like maybe yeah, she has to try like, to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But if you let her fail on her own, she will not resist you. Exactly. If you don't give her the opportunity, even if you know it's not going to work, she right. will always be able to say, but you don't know that. Right. Yep. Right. It's, it's been a huge slap in my face. I don't like the feeling at all. I'm very defensive and my therapist is like, girl, like, but yeah. Control. I I want that. <laughs> I want that control. So that word is like triggering. Like what? Like control, perfectionism. Mm. Just, but that's the very thing we did when our parents would do to us. I yeah. know. We did not want them to control what we were doing, where we went to school, especially especially since y'all weren't gonna pay for it anyway. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you told me I can go to um Southern. Yeah. And you ain't even pay for it. It's what it matters. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I definitely would never, never regret the path that I've taken um, in motherhood because it's really, you know, made me who I am today. It, has, it didn't make me feel good. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't regret any of the any, any things that I've been through or I'm going through um, as a mom because I've been able to find my identity and do things based off my experiences. So if I didn't go through any of it, you know, I wouldn't have a story to tell. I wouldn't be able to help others, you know, mm-hmm. testimony. So... It's definitely shaped me, but it does not always feel good. And I didn't do up to me every single time. Especially with this whole thing. <laughs> All right, let's do that. This is fun. All right. What what um what are some adjectives that you would use to describe yourself? As, as a mom? That you yes, that uh, at your identity. No, as a, not as a mom. Right. Outside just, of that. Like who is uh, the key to mm-hmm. outside of the Ooh. three children. Even if motherhood helped shape you, you know, to realize that you had that characteristic or whatever. Oh, it's a lot more than motherhood that shaped me. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Um, I don't know. You go first. I can't <laughs> I'm going to say my preemptive. Ooh-wee. Let's take a sip on that. And what are yours? Look, are you did. Um, compassionate. Yeah. Uh, I can definitely agree with that for you. Determined. Um, what would the word I would use to describe myself as uh, ever learning? Um, one of the things that I'm that is core to who I am and probably will forever be is um. Would it be self? I don't know if it's self-aware or ever learning. I'm always on a path to like um Evolve. yes. Yeah. And really just take accountability for how I show up in life, yeah. right? And and own that and be intentional about how I show up as Do you think that's developed? Because I think like oh, yeah. just over the last few oh, years, yeah, especially in the pandemic, that, yeah. I start to like be like, okay, I'm gonna just sit with these feelings. I'm gonna sit here and be like, why do I feel this way? Like, why is this trigger always like making me so upset? Mm-hmm. Like, why I, you know, just taking a deep dive into my why and understanding mm-hmm. why I am, and then choosing to be like, okay, or being adult enough to be like, I need to change that, or you know, taking the approach of like, how can I grow? Like, I think that is like yeah. totally you get tired developed. of yourself, right? Like, I don't even have to be this anymore based on what I've been through. Like that, a whole situation can make me react the same in a lot of different situations and I don't have to be like that. Right. So it's, just, it's very difficult. Not tired of me, I get tired of myself. Mm-hmm. Dang. 
Yes. <laughs> I would say minds are strong because that's always been a thing. Like that's 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 just been a thing. I don't think there's anybody that knows me that would say something different. Um, I would say I'm calm now. I'm a lot more calm than I used to be. Um, <laughs> so I think I am. What a shade. I think I am calmer than I used to be. Um, and probably the last one, I would say a student because it's not even, you know what I mean? Because I feel like my daughter teaches me a lot of things mm-hmm. and then I find myself wanting to learn more things to be more for her and me, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm more intentional about how I move now, like, um, and how I talk to her, how I talk to her father, how I talk to people in general. Um, and that was a lot of COVID self-reflecting, looking in the mirror, like, yo, why are you always talking to people like you're crazy? Right. <laughs> 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 like, so like, you know, you know what why I mean? Like, I'm very honest, but it's like, sometimes it's like, you don't have to put the stank on it, though. You should just kind of say it in a different way. Is you know I'm very like But if you but if you do that to me, I'd be like, what, what's wrong with you? Like wait <laughs> Like what's wrong with you? Like what? <laughs> and I think a lot of it has to do with my profession too. You know, like oh, after a while you do therapy every day and it's like you learn how to be like empathetic and you know, you gotta talk to people a little bit different because it's not your home girl. But yeah, now I get my clients like I know that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I think I think that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. I don't know what to describe. I think um, I'm a fighter. Like, That's a good one. Um, because there's a lot of like things that I've been through that nobody would ever be able to tell. Like I'm like in the fire, but coming out with just no marks, no bruises, no nothing, no burns. Yeah, so I'm definitely um, a fighter. I think I'm very genuine, um, passionate. Um, I don't know. Definitely strong. Yeah, that's what I say. I don't know. That's a weird question. Like to describe yourself, I don't I like it. Question. It's not a question. It's a question we should. I don't be like very it. comfortable. Answer. I don't like it because it's just so like I don't know. It just makes you feel uncomfortable. You have to self reflect. That's the hardest thing you do. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody ever asked you to do is well, I never. I always I always point out the my flaws first before my because you. So listen, <laughs> can I say this? I feel like that comes from when we was younger. I feel like it's you a protection do that to protect yourself from people yeah. saying something before boom. you want to hear it. And you should stop doing that because you yeah. actually open the door for people to say some bullshit. Right, but it's just so weird saying, "Oh, I'm genuine. I'm from a fighter. I'm strong." It seems like you're just like, okay, like this it's nice. It. It's if it wasn't like real, it. I would call you out. Yeah, I just like to you know <laughs> be behind the scenes and just let it come out rather than tell somebody I'm this. I don't like to put myself like on a. But it's that's not you know, that's, question, that's your right? identity. Your identity yeah. is not what you do, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the titles you possess. And the reason why I asked you that question is exact is exactly that. Like yeah. the reason why we should get more comfortable with answering that question is because you are not um your identity is not a mother, it's, it's not a uh I don't know if I can say where you work, but a woman worker. It's not a you know what I mean, it's not a wife, it's those right. are the things that you do. But who you are are all of those characteristics that empower you to serve mm-hmm. the roles. That you Maybe that's serve. why I have a hard time answering the question like, what are your strengths and weaknesses? Like, the weakness is, girl, I'm going to give you this whole list. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I need to work on um, because I'm okay with that. But highlighting myself or like telling you my strengths is like really difficult. Well, that's good. This was the yeah, therapy for me. You need to work on that. I know. I was like, what? Yeah. Okay. I just want, you know, I hope people get from this episode like, a little aha, I need to sit with my homegirls and yeah, like talk yeah. about all the things. Like, 
what my like you said strengths and weaknesses are yeah. and then like once you identify that okay now what now what are you going to do to work on the weaknesses and what are you going to do to make sure that the strengths stay the strengths you know what i mean and yeah i think it's important for, for everyone to have conversations like yeah. this because i think that all of us need that raw yeah i think we're so like conditioned to like put all these lovely roses and everything on what we're going through um, and nobody ever gets down to like the nitty gritty. Everybody's just scared to like really expose. But that's because we didn't like, grow up in spaces where it's. I know very few part. people who grew up in spaces where they were allowed to exactly. have open conversations. Chuck. And I really want my daughter to feel like she could be like, "Mine, you want some straight?" But she can't that. say it now. She can't say it like that. You know, she can't. She can't say yeah. it like that. But, but tell she her can say it like. You hurt my feelings. You should probably apologize because mm-hmm. we don't apologize to our kids yeah, enough because our mm-hmm. parents didn't apologize to us and they was dead ass wrong sometimes. Mm-hmm. I do it often. And like I said, yeah. like, so if you tell your mom or tell whoever raised you, like, you know, it was different. I didn't have the space to kind of do this. They they will deny it forever. Oh, girl, my you had that. Told my aunt you she had was like, that You did this, you. but it's just like, no. Yeah. So that's how I'm kind of sensitive to, you know, what my kids go through because I'm like, now I remember like mm-hmm. feeling like that. But I, and I'm, I'm so gonna be hard. <laughs> like, you can be, be hard, but you can, you still, can still like them express themselves yeah. because yeah. they need to feel comfortable yeah. in any relationship, and it should start at home yep. to, to yeah. express something that's bothering them. And and you know what? It's not to to give our parents or like generations before us a pass, but that's still like it's so much stuff that needs to be broken in our communities. Ooh. From Especially just, millennials, we had the worst. Like just like slave stuff down yeah. and like went went down to you know whatever. It's kind of like nobody. It was like no, we not talking about that. No, you just need to let it go. Shame everything you know, everything was like not allowed. So, but that's why I feel like I have to continuously do the work on myself. Yeah. Like when I'm talking about that balance, mm-hmm. to even be able to be open to that, to yeah. even be able to be open to letting my kids express because the more I grow the more I understand I'm willing to, you know, be able to hear them. So, otherwise, it won't work out. It's from the stress and everything. You know what I'm excited about? I feel like our generation as parents are the most transparent. Mm -hmm. When we're getting to a space where we are the most transparent generation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we know kids learn by what they see, right? right? (laughs) They don't. (laughs) Um, But but not by what um, we tell them, right? I wonder the type of children that we are raising um, with the transparency and vulnerability and space that we hold for them to like really be themselves, I wonder the type of kids they'll be. I mean, the type of adults and parents they will be. Yeah. And I think for us it was a process because we weren't always vulnerable. I think we, <laughs> I think we just got here by being mature and like, oh, okay, like it's okay to be open. It's okay to you know talk about depression and anxiety and the things that we we grow through. I think we just got there. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know we what did. clicked for us, but something like clicked and then we were all just out here like, you know what, let me tell you my life so I may can help you out. <laughs> right. Yes, this here is got out. Yeah, because I don't remember us ever being like this before. So, because we, we were the generation that had the opportunity to not experience social media, which I'm very grateful for. Yes. Now that social media is yes. here, I wish that our kids didn't have that. Um, and then we have, we experienced um Technology, social media, like our parents have no idea how to use Instagram or Facebook, <laughs> anything like that. So I was grateful that we got, you know, both. But mm-hmm. our kids, I think they're gonna be. It's gonna just like blow up. It's gonna be like a whole nother level from even where we are. Because like, look at them now, like what are they Gen Z? Like they, I don't even know. Whatever, Gen Z, but they need to get it together. <laughs> but they, they are people that's like 
Oh, I put my job in that. I'm just <laughs> very, very, though. I don't got no plan. Us were like, okay, I don't know. What am I going to do? Like, I got to move back home. They're like, I quit my job today and I'm still paying my rent. You know, I'm going to get this good. Add on to I'm going to sell some morning change. I made my own body butters. I think they're just like yeah. so, they're so, their minds are not believe in the hype is what they they do. They yes. are not playing. <laughs> they're not believing the hype. Like they're they're not yeah. afraid to go against the grain. Like some of yeah. us probably should have told our parents not trying to do yeah. that. Right. So they yeah. need us in that aspect. They need that advice from us because they like, oh, I woke up now. Like my boss, my boss yelled at me on the first day, so I didn't. I'm not gonna go back. What? <laughs> That's what they my space. Yes, that is something. <laughs> for us, it's like what space? Like there is no space. Like you have to like push through. But you gotta make these bills. But they, they're they're gonna be next level. Like vulnerable on a million, right? Yeah, because you could tell now. Now I don't know about like our younger kids, like Aiden's age. I don't know. Like it could totally change. But these kids these days, they're doing it. Mm-hmm. They're telling the world everything. Yeah, <laughs> out of control. Well, ladies, I think we're gonna wrap this up into a part two, so oh, we can go into like, some more identity stuff, and then we need to talk about. What's your identity for your love life? How do you balance oh, your relationship if you're married? We're going to have more wine. How you, we're going to definitely have more wine. How do you balance your relationship or try to get one? Right, trying to get not one. Not married. Because yeah. I have questions for y'all. Like, because I'm married yeah. again, you know. Yeah, we need all the advice. I need que- I have questions for we'll how about. do y'all be thinking? We're going to get it together. We're going to do it on the next episode. So I hope y'all enjoyed. Holla at your girls next time. Thanks for being with us. Crazy.